Welcome back, or welcome to a beer and a movie podcast. It's the podcast. It's a podcast. He's a podcast. What do we do? I crack a cold beer for your ears, something like that. Yeah, it's and then some... re- review a movie. Yeah, for That's... your for your beers. Yeah, for your corn ears. There was a rhyme in there, but I we lost it. it. Nah. We we're not getting better at this. People is what we're trying to say. The beer is probably not helping. You <laughs> <laughs> the beer. Um, contrary to you know popular belief, we do not start drinking before we start doing these podcasts. This is just who we are. Unless we record them back to back to back to back to back. And sometimes that happens. Like now. Uh, our beer today, Tom. What's our beer? Oh, my name's Tom Turner. You're Zach Eson. Our beer today is... We moved on. <laughs> Fat Tire. <laughs> Fat Tire is the beer. It says New Bel- Belgium Amber Ale. Did you say Fat Tire? Fat Tire. Or Fat and Tired? Fat Tire. Fat Tire. Okay. Uh, I just I think I was thinking too much about myself and then... <laughs> It's winter. Everyone's fat and tired. Everybody's fat and tired around this time I'm of year. Getting a belly for the winter. Oh, where's that beer from? Uh, it says Belgium, but I don't believe them. Is it? Where? Where is? It, are you sure it's not from um, Colorado? You know where the Eternals is from? Where are they? They're from space. They're from space. Yeah. I thought they were from like California. Because that's ma- where they film these movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marvel <laughs> shoots in Atlanta a lot now. Do they shoot in Atlanta a lot right now? I think so. That's a good point. I actually never thought about looking into where they're shooting right now. Oh, well, this comes from Etobicoke, Ontario, basically Toronto. So it's just another Canadian beer? Yeah, but it also claims to be Belgium and from Colorado. So, so it's probably made in Belgium, shipped to Colorado, and then bottled in Canada. That's too much work. That's way too much work. No wonder they're fat and tired. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Oh, yes. And yeah, so we're pairing today fat and tired with our movie Eternals. If you didn't catch that, I'm Zach Isa. I know we're doing this a little bit different, but, uh, you know, Tom's got it. Tom's on point. Yeah, I'm just going to crack it now. Okay. <laughs> fat and tired. What a good sound. You know, all that travel oh, made amber. that crack sound mm-hmm. even better. Came a long way, just like the Eternals like the crack of the bottle, not the crack of yeah. Crack of the can. Mm, crack of the can. Is that one mine or is that one yours? That will be yours. If that will uh, be. Yes, let's just make sure we oh, have the Wilburrows. Even that's an Stevens animated Netflix movie. Views. People, I didn't like it much. It's a little dark, eh? Yeah, parents. It's got a little and... amber, little dark amber. Oh, that was. I thought you were talking about the Willoughby's being dark. It's the Willoughby's. That's right. Did you ever watch that one? Yeah, it was okay. I didn't care for it. I was I was like, man. Because I saw it right before, or sorry, right after I saw Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, which yeah. Which is fantastic. That's way better. Yeah. We should do a podcast on that one. Cheers. Cartoon podcast. Chick clink. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Mm. No wonder they're fat and tired. Yeah. Actually, that's really good. I shall also be fat and tired now. That's actually really good. There's zero bitterness after. Mm -hmm. It's very smooth. Mm. We don't have new beers on here a lot anymore, so uh, it's nice when we uh, grab a new one. What is that? uh, uh, What kind of ale is it? Amber. It's an amber ale? Amber ale. It's nice and dark. If you uh, have the opportunity, you should definitely grab this one. It's good holiday beer, I would say. 5.2% alcohol. And it goes even better with... Our movie today, so we'll let you listen to the trailer and think about ordering some of these beers, and we'll be right back. Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. 
But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. How long do we have? Seven days. We're Eternals. We came here 7,000 years ago to protect humans from the Deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, all the other terrible things throughout history? We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless Deviants are involved. By who? We need to find the others. I haven't seen some of them for centuries. Hi. Hello. This is what the end of the world looks like. At least we have front row seats. You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. And that was the trailer for... Eternals. Eternals. It's Eternal. They listened. They took... Justin Timberlake's idea and they dropped the the because it was the Eternals once upon a time it, it was when they announced it yeah, yeah. it was the Eternals because they wanted it to be like the Avengers yeah. but the then Guardians, uh, I think I don't know why they dropped it because Eternals yeah is not how it sounds yeah. like a band it's it sounds like it sounds like a rom-com mm. I don't know like Eternal. Eternal. Then love. drop the s and then it's a rom-com <laughs> it's Eternal <laughs> their love was eternal yeah let's find out more that movie would also star Salma Hayek oh, I'm just definitely. gonna say that for sure um, <clears throat> and also probably Richard Madden yeah 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 I, could, I would see both of them playing in this rom-com eternal. eternal where they dream about being Eternals ooh if it was earlier in the days Angelina Jolie also would have been on board probably but eternal there's not enough action in a rom-com for her to really do it that's why she did mr and mrs smith okay that was a real rom-com for her yeah i guess she never has done it like a straight up rom-com she really hasn't that's what came to mind but yeah that's more action than yeah because yeah like everything she does that's kind of romantic yeah wanted is like pure and simple action movie right so like i i like her career for that notice so good props to you angelina you did it right same with brad Except he did a few. He did more rom commy movies that should have been rom-coms yeah. that weren't. My favorite part was in Meet Joe Black when he got hit by the cars. That's the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> boosh, boosh. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to Eternals. Let's talk about this. Uh, so released on November 5th, it has a runtime of one of the longest Marvel movies. Um, that's not the Avengers movies. It's two hours and 26 minutes. That's a long Marvel movie. It also has a flat rating of PG, as most of them do. Production company is obvious with Marvel Studios and TSG Entertainment. Distributed by, excuse me, Beer. Walt Disney um, Entertainment. Budget was the pretty standard Marvel flat. Can you guess? Can you guess the budget? Millions. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, almost every Marvel movie has had this number. I don't 
don't know. I'm not you the could numbers guess guy. It. Not you could guess guy. it. You could totally million. guess it. 500 million. 200 million. 200. Like on the point. Wow. And I think the last five Marvel movies have been 200 million on the point. Okay. Yeah. Like mm. I think even Avengers was 250 Spidey, or something like that. Like money. Yeah. They're just throwing, they're like, oh, you're, you want to do a Marvel movie? 200. Yeah. Like they don't even think about this it. This isn't anymore. even like, Marvel. 200, 200. It is now. Oh, crap. That's not a Marvel character. <laughs> that's DC. Well, no. Well, whatever. <laughs> 200 million. <laughs> um, uh, budget, 200 million. Domestically, it did 156.5. Um, million and still slightly climbing as of December 6th. Right Worldwide, it's done 384 million, which is surprisingly low for a Marvel movie that pretty much I think they spit and they sell it for $500,000. Yeah. Like, I think maybe the reason that that worldwide number might be a little bit lower is there's a lot of company countries, um, like the Saudi Arabian countries, mm. a lot of, uh, let's just say more conservative countries that didn't like a specific same sex scene oh. in it. And they Disney refused to, to remove it. Hmm. Um, I'll say that before the trivia that I was reading about that. And there was, I think it was five or six different countries that they refused to wow. remove the scene for. And then those countries said, we will not air Eternals. <laughs> and Disney was like, okay. Um, wow. So props to Disney yeah, for doing for that. Sure. I actually do respect you a lot for that. You did the same with Pixar um, when you did Dory. Uh, there was that same kind of flux. There was the same sex couple. They literally had nothing that happened. They literally yeah. both lean in and look at the baby. I don't know if you remember that scene, but there was a huge like, oh my God, you <laughs> I can't believe you're doing And Jeez. they were like, well, sorry, but that's like American life. So yeah. let's move on. And yeah. I props. I just wanted to take that second to say props to Disney. Good on to them. Um, director, a uh, very big director, yeah. especially after last year, um, Chloe Zhao. Uh, she has two Oscar nominations mm. uh, for best picture, or not nominations, two Oscar wins yeah. for best picture and director for Nomadland. Um, and a side story that I find interesting about her is okay. that she got picked to do Eternals. Yeah. Right, and then with all the COVID stuff, this kind of got put on pause. Mm -hmm. Right, as you remember, it was yeah. the Eternals. Right, and then COVID happened, and it sucked up that the mm -hmm. like COVID went, and and that's how they cured it for them for the Marvel movies. But what happened was is her movie Nomadland came out yeah. in that period between, and she comes out of it with Best Picture and Best Director. Yeah. So now <laughs> she can go back to Disney and say, "What was that you were saying about how I should do things?" Yeah. Because. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, she got to make it the way she wanted to. Now she got to do it exactly how she wanted to. And I'm pretty sure because a lot of the decisions that I read were because of her. Yeah. But seeing as how this one's being rated, I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Or if it's one of those, maybe they did clock heads. Because we've seen that before. We've talked about this many times before with Disney movies specifically mm -hmm. taking over directors and basically making it a cookie cutter production because they know exactly how the last one should and the next one should work together with yours. Yeah. So when you get like a James Gunn who really does have power, but is able to work with everybody else, mm -hmm. you got a great movie. But what happens when you get like an Edgar Wright, right? You it doesn't work out. Chloe's out. I feel like that might've been the same thing, but it was already signed, sealed, almost delivered. And then, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but props, I think she did. Did a great job, um, and major props for Nomadland as well. Yeah. Uh, cinematography, Ben Davis. This is the man. The man. This is the man. It was he, colorful. 
he is the visionary for how we see the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I will say he's one of those cinematic guys that basically created the look that we look at today because what he's known for is Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, The Kingsman, Age of Ultron, list goes on and on. So he's obviously one of the people that give us that look and feel that we look for in every single Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, I think he's phenomenal. Like, I think he's ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Um, written uh, writers were three. Uh, Chloe Zhao was one of them. Uh, she actually doesn't have a lot of writing credits. Huh. I think she only has eight movies under her belt. Yeah. Uh, and three or four of them being features. Yeah. Um, quite a few shorts. And yeah, right. she's still early in her career, but obviously Nomadland is, you know, a passion a passion job and she's putting her heart into it. We see that a lot, mm. but, uh, but yeah, her, her writing credit wasn't very large for this one. Um, uh, but Patrick Berlay, who you would know from his very, very big movie, massive. In fact, Peter rabbit too. Whoa, no way. <laughs> Rose Byrne. Yeah. That's pretty much the only feature he's <laughs> written. Um, but, uh, he's also doing black Knight like currently in production right now Uh-oh. he's doing black knight and power rangers <gasps> awesome. so you should like him yeah but yeah. i don't know if we'll see is, power rangers we'll is, see. is a mess right now with the movies but. obviously this movie might put a little asterisk on if we're excited yeah. for that but he's already doing it so who knows yeah we'll see it's all in um and then ryan furpo who is literally his first feature so uh, we got a couple of uh, green thumbs, but I'll tell you what, the stars list will oh. be here for another half hour, Tom, because okay. it's long. And for the first time, I put every single one of them on here it's of the superheroes, not of the of the sidekicks. Oh, so, so I the 10 Eternals. But... <laughs> what was it? So we've got Gemma Chan, right? Uh, who you would know from Humans, Crazy Rich Asian, Asians. Richard Madden, who you would know from Game of Thrones and Cinderella. Obviously, probably one of the most famous faces, literally just from the first two seasons of a show. Three. Three. Was he in the third? Yeah, that's when he got The third one was the one when it happened. Spoilers. Red Wedding. Um, Angelina Jolie, who you would know because how do you not know her and watch movies? Hackers. Is she not? Would she be one of the most famous? She is, isn't she? She's the most famous female actress. Yeah. Right? Because I don't think there is many, like, female actresses are far and few in between of their big times. Mm-hmm. Right? But her and Selma Hayek, I would say, are two of the biggest female actresses of all time. Yeah. They've been kicking it since, right? like, late 80s, early 90s. Oh, easily. Right? And mm-hmm. Selma Hayek, then they're both two very different. Yeah. Like, Angelina Jolie is, like, the star. Mm-hmm. And Selma Hayek is kind of, like... She's always picked as like the the foreign female role, right? right? Like um, Spanglish, mm. and um, what's that Quentin Tarantino movie um, where he, it's the bar uh, and the vampires? Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, yeah. right? And Desperado. it's like she's always she's always bringing that vibe. Yeah. Obviously, that was Rodriguez, so of course she's gonna get it. But like, I'm sorry, I just wanted to take a minute to say like because <laughs> they haven't been around a lot. But Sama Hayek has been doing movies like Gangbusters lately, and Angelina looks like she might be coming back to kind of maybe take her place as like a true actress, mm. not just a star. Yeah. Right? Not as a celebrity, but as an actress. But as a true actress, actress. Because the way that she 
went into this role, I will say I, I respect it a yeah. lot because I thought it was just going to be kind of like, oh, they're putting in her because she's yeah, she didn't feel like she's beautiful. trying to steal the show or anything, which is great. Yeah. She didn't at all, but she did because of how good she was. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I don't know if you agree, but it's hard not to. Anyway, she has one Oscar, um, uh, which is not actually because she's won an Oscar for filmmaking. She got the Jane Herschel Humanitarian Award um, two years ago, I think, or a year ago. Um, but she's been nominated a couple other times in there, but that's the one that she would be known for as far as a win. Uh, but you would know her from Maleficent, Salt, Wanted, Laura Croft, which is one of some of my favorites. <laughs> um, Salma Hayek, one Oscar nomination for her leading role in Frida. You know her from Dogma, um, Desperado, uh, Kit Harrington, Game of Thrones, Pompeii, Kumal, Nan- Nan- uh, Kumal Nanjani one Oscar nomination for his screenplay oh. and screenwriting for Big Sick. Wow. I did oh, not yeah. know that. I completely forgot about that. I forgot that he one. wrote that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, he got an, an Oscar for like acting and then it popped reading. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that makes sense." Yeah, that was a good. Movie. Um, you know him from Big Sick, Tuber, uh and Silicon Valley, which is what I know him from the the most. I was with his big start. Mm. Um, Leah McHugh uh, probably the least name on this. She played Sprite. Yeah. Uh, you would know her from The Lodge, an American woman, um, which is very, very, very early in her career. Yeah. So we might see her grow. Um, any, anyways, I think she would be the perfect puck for Midsummer, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, I thought you were talking about Puck from like the Alpha Flight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe, but yeah, not really. She'd be a great puck. She could. She could yeah. be a great puck. Um, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who you would know from Into the Spider-Verse, Widows, and Hotel Artemis. Laura Ridloff, Walking Dead, Sound of Metal. Barry Kogan, Keegan, Ke- Kogan? Uh, Dunkirk, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, oh, Ma yeah. Dong Sok, so- Sok? Uh, Train to Busan, and Neighbors. This was his very first American role, hmm. which I, I said it too soon. Was meant for the trivia. Um, <laughs> Whoopsie. But yeah, so like, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, There's eight, ten nine, Eternals, ten, eleven, twelve. That's twelve actors I just named there. Who's is? Oh wait, sorry, no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, because the Cause ten Gemma, Eternals, Richard, and Angelina, Salma, Kit, Kumal. Because Kit's not an Eternal. No, he's he's dating an Eternal. Right. Um, Brian, uh, Laura, yeah, like I mean, it's just it's massive. Yeah. And from my understanding, is there was more that she wanted in oh, there, geez. but they actually had to tell her like, no, there's too many people already. <laughs> and I will say that there's way too many in yeah. here. This is like this had Spider-Man three problems written all over <laughs> it, as far as just too much cast. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Seems half of our podcast was just naming people. Uh, trivia: Gemma Chan uh, previously portrayed Min Irva in the MCU film Cat Marvel. Yeah, uh, Gemma didn't expect to return to the Marvel Cinematic U- Universe after appearing in it uh, until Kevin Feige approached her while promoting Crazy Rich Asians in 2018 <laughs> to play a new character in some further production, which ended up being Cersei in the film. Yeah, um, 
The cast and crew were evacuated from the Canary Islands set in November 2019. They were filming in Canary Islands. Huh. Uh, due to the discovery of some bomb remnants from a military shooting range near the set. Wow. Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden were present on set and eventually evacuated. <laughs> Fun. Uh, yeah. Right? Hey, we're filming this movie. We're, we're, we're doing all heroes. practical effects and there's a bomb. Oh, um, the film's producer, Nate Moore, has revealed that Angelina Jolie wanted her role to be very, very small cam- cameo. Oh. But when she was surprised at the size of the role, uh, she really threw herself into Thena and created a movement and fighting style for her that was unique. Nice. And I think she I think she got it because yeah. I, I don't know, but I liked her character, pure mm-hmm. and simple, because... She could have been the one that was mute. Yeah. yeah. And I would have still liked her character. Yeah, I didn't really like it at first. But, I mean, it was all part of the how they're telling the story about the whole, like, she's going crazy because she's remembering things or whatever. Like, she's, mm-hmm. like, running out of space to remember stuff. But then they explain that later on that they, like, wipe their memories. So yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that makes perfect sense. Now I'm not, like, totally against this idea. Yeah, definitely. Um, and trust us, that's not a spoiler. There's ten different characters with stories. So, like, yeah. there's a lot of spoilers not spoilers in this so just we'll make sure we keep the important stuff not in your ears Kit harrington's a ghost yeah. and he sees bruce willis <laughs> six cents seven cents eternals uh, ten cents. eternal sense um uh makari portrayed by deaf actress laura lauren ridloff is the first mcu deaf character superhero Nice. Um, which is awesome because she is actually yeah. deaf. Um, and apparently a lot of the cast and crew learned basic to intermediate sign language so that they could communicate her, with her the first day she arrived on set. That's cool. Which I thought was really impressive, including some of the um, executive producers. So yeah. it like made me think of, um, what's that actress? She won an Oscar. She's a very famous deaf actress. It had me thinking of her because I was like, she was a she was an elegant star. Yeah. Even though she was deaf, she even did like um, she even did like a roast and stuff like that. Oh, what's her name? Sorry, uh, we gotta we gotta pause for a is second. She on Supernatural or Seinfeld or probably um, Marlene Matlin. Okay. Um, who? Uh, just give me a second. I'm gonna pull up some information here. So Marlene what is. Was she in? She's in a lot of stuff, my friend. What is she most known for? Well, let's pull uh, Google. Sometimes Wikipedia is really tough, but they're pretty good. Cause they ask I just for want money. a list. I just want a list. Filmography. Well, why is there nothing in my filmography? Was she in Eternals? No. Silent Nights. Interesting title. Baby Einstein. Two Shades of Blue. It's My Party. Hear No Evil. The Player. Walker. Children of a Lesser God, which she won an Academy Award for in 86. Like, it's been a while. Like, she's been around. She's been around the block. She's on Sesame Street. Dead Silence. Larry Sanders. Da 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 da. But I had that kind of feeling. I was like, oh, like this. Very, very, very good. Uh, anyways, so Eternals is the second MCU film that Raymond D. Dejawadi has scored, and the first being the original Iron Man. Whoa. Um, Been a while. Ma Dong Sok's debut American movie appearance. I already said that one. Uh, in the closing credits, Ma um, 
is set alongside Francois Joseph Bossio's Louvre statue of Hercules hmm. fighting a serpent. In the comics, Gilgamesh and Hercules are acquaintances and allies. Oh, yeah. The talk right now is that Hercules is actually a very big MCU character as far as the strength factor. Hmm. So what they thought was that with Thor being a maybe for future Avengers, like he's obviously doing another movie because yeah. we obviously have Thor, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Yeah. But we don't know what his future is as far as an Avenger, mm-hmm. right? Like, for all we know, he could just be in Guardians of the Galaxy movies from here yeah. on out and never be an Avenger just again. out in space. Exactly, yeah. right? As Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, if Shane Foster's coming back, maybe he'll come back to Earth. But we, it, I think the thing is, is, like, we just don't know. And the eventuality is that he's probably not going to be, like, Thor, even if it's not um, uh, Chris's Thor, yeah. is not going to be an Avenger. So who's the strength for the Avengers? Because Captain Marvel isn't around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in the comics, Hercules has kind of been that follow-up or Gilgamesh. Hmm. So with Gilgamesh now being not in the movie, Hercules is the speculation to come in. So now that they've kind of introduced it, they're like, oh, are they going to start bringing in Hercules with Gilgamesh? Or is there going to be a thing there? So, uh, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, Ajax, Mockery, and Sprite are males. Hmm. In the movie, they are females. And to commemorate that, Marvel actually did a version in the comics where they were... Gender bent? Yeah. But because of how, if you've seen, because we've seen the movie, mm. we know what they are. Right. So that actually works out in the yeah. comics, is that they were just re-released let's just say we'll get into that in the spoiler section um however the 2021 marvel comics had the three male eternals die and be resurrected as females to commemorate the movie interesting very interesting that's my facts and uh trivia for uh for eternals neato burrito burrito so obviously we know why we went to see this movie right marvel It's, it's a marvel movie marvel if I don't see this, I won't. I'll be confused when the next Marvel comes out. <laughs> Were you excited this, for this one at all? No. Like, I, I don't know. I, I haven't read any of the comics yeah, myself. They haven't popped up in anything. Like, because I read the entire Ultimate Marvel universe, and they never made an Ultimate adaptation of them. I looked up like all the cartoons and stuff I watched growing up, and they never made an adaptation of them for the cartoons I watched. Like, nothing. There's, nothing. Yeah, I, this is my first encounter with these characters, and that's what makes it difficult because. Like you, I guess the only time I've had that feeling would be Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. like because they were truly new to me. Yeah, and even if someone was new, like I mean Iron Man one, it was like how many Iron Man comics did I read as a kid? Mm-hmm. Zero, but I knew who Iron Man was. Right, right. Yeah, I read the Ultimate Iron Man comics, but I, like I knew who the Celestials are. Sure, but I didn't even know about the Celestial that they're talking to. Yeah. Uh, the whole time I was like, I've never seen that name before. He's a ever. bit of a dick. He's a big D. <laughs> um, so but like, dick. yeah. So for me, this movie was probably the same. It's just like, I was like, okay, I got to go see it. Cause it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. And there's things that happen in it that it I want to see Spider-Man. Yeah. So who knows? They're all connected at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how'd you uh how'd you feel about it let's let's maybe tell people what like this one's actually about without spoilers so they can kind of have an idea it's it's a tough one without spoilers though yeah it's kind of like the behind the scenes of the world (laughs) in the marvel world that's a good point because it does begin at the pretty much the beginning of earth yeah right like ish yeah um like caveman time sort of ish yeah they later but yeah yeah, so essentially it is is the Eternals are a group of godlike beings from outer space that were placed on multiple planets across the universe to prevent disaster to happen from these deviants, these creatures that come and destroy that planet. Yeah. So they're told they can only deal with the deviants, they can't do anything else. So when they're asked, why didn't you deal with um thanos or ultron or any of these other things they were like well they weren't deviants so we're not going to deal with it so that's kind of the premise of the start of this obviously bigger things happen reveals happen um but for the most part that pretty much sums up what eternals is about we're following these nine ten new characters nine active characters because one is kind of like zordon yeah she's kind of like gone not there there but not there also there all the time because this this whole movie is like flashback yeah pull cut a piece in here let's give you this story but not really like confuse you a little and then in in 20 minutes we'll clarify that for you again yeah and then over here we're gonna have four stories happening that you can't really cue on to because we have nine freaking characters (laughs) yeah to tell you about like i couldn't get any emotion in any of these guys when characters were killed off i was glad i'm like great great that's one less to worry about oh it was yeah it was like anxiety (laughs) with how many people there were i was like who's that guy again wait is he gonna come back or was he just like for that one scene because if he's coming back i need to know i need to know more about (laughs) it saving them for the sequel but like oh yeah like okay so basically just for because i don't think we can talk about this movie unless we go into spoilers spoilers so is this a is this a movie that people that are maybe being like do i have to see this one should maybe go not. see it's tough to say because we haven't seen any movies past this one yet but as of now i'd say no but by the time that another movie comes up that would be interactive with this one it'll probably be on disney plus likely right so yeah. like is this one one that they should go see in theaters or is this kind of the one that's like maybe save your money and go see spider-man save your money see spider-man okay. check this out when it comes out on disney plus later on yeah i agree with that um so we both say see it in stream if you're gonna go see like if you're a marvel fan go see it but if you're on the fence is what we're saying like maybe Mm -hmm. you maybe you want to save it go see something else go see west side story or ghostbusters or something See spider-man like seven times see spider-man every day of the week for up till christmas one day a week until they pull it from theaters yeah and then beg them that they bring it back bring it back (laughs) and then put it on netflix because it's sony not yeah how's that gonna work Uh, yeah i think netflix will get it not disney plus i i yeah, because they don't have any of the other Spider-Mans, right? No. Yeah, so yeah. all the Spider-Mans They have technically... movies that he appears in, but they don't have Spider-Man movies. Yeah. yeah. So all the Netflix, uh, all the Spider-Man movies will be on Netflix eventually, which yeah. I am excited for. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do a Spider-Man podcast. <gasps> all the Spider-Mans. Because there's also three more coming out for Tom. Yeah, not uh, me. Different Tom. Not not this Tom. Sorry, guys. I know. I'm excited. Anyways, so if you don't want to catch any spoilers and you're planning to go see this and you just don't want to know the secret details, you should probably skip 
to our rating section. If you want to find the time code, you can find it in our description below. But don't listen past here if you don't want spoilers. You've been warned. Earmuffs. Bug your ears. Okay, so yes, deaths. Deaths, pure and simple. And I'm not joking for the first time in our (laughs) spoiler portion. But when they killed Gilgamesh, I was sad. Because he was the only character I had invested in to that point. But when they killed him, it made me more pissed off because I was like, okay, now now we're done. I was also kind of like, he was like a duplicate character because like he did what Angelina Jolie could do. So I'm like, why do you need two people with the same power on the same team? But they weren't like the same power. They were kind of like... And he made his hands They were kind of like... Yeah, but then she was a, like a sword and a... Like she could create the knife yeah, and sword, Yeah, she was more right? creative with her power. He was she, was, like, she was the Spartan. Yeah. He was Hercules, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was the I'm gonna punch the crap out of you. Yeah, strength. She's guy. gonna stab She's and jujitsu you, right? Yeah. Like in my eyes, she should have been able to beat him. Like yeah. he's not unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But I also like how they referenced Superman when they talked about Icarus. Yeah. Did you like? There's a few DC references. There was. Uh, they also said that uh, um, the one dude was his Alfred, like Batman. Like oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So like. Man, you're selling you're selling Superman for yeah. us, right? Like, because after seeing that, like after seeing that Icarus, yeah. I actually got excited to watch Superman. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know, I was just like, oh, this is actually really dope. Light, super strength, heat vision. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm down. I'll watch Superman yeah. <laughs> do this, but like, we'll probably won't get that type of nah. Superman again. It'll always be the unfortunate Justice League one that we got. But uh, anyways, moving on. There are too many characters, Tom. Yep. Like, too I, many cooks. I, I'm gonna say it sums up for me when um, Cersei got stabbed. Yeah. Cersei, right? Gemma, Gemma's character. Yeah. She got stabbed by Sprite. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I know. Like I literally felt zero because that whole love, tur- like that twist of like, oh, Sprite's in love with, oh, so she's gonna go with him. I was yeah. like, that's a total cop out. I was like, there was no buildup. There was no, like, information ahead of that that it felt like Deus Ex Machina. Like, we can't – we don't know how to turn her, so we're going to do this. And then, just like Red Notice, the payoff wasn't anything. It was, I'm sorry, I forgive you. I'll turn you into a human, and you can live how you wanted to live. Oh, okay. I'm sorry acting. I stabbed you, and we're eternal. Screw like, you, Sprite. I prefer 7-Up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, did you not, not like, I didn't care for Sprite. I didn't care either. Like I wanted to, right. But I, I actually thought the best characters were Gilgamesh and the dude that could take over the humans. Yeah. That creepy dude. Yeah. I thought his was a unique drug. Yeah. He, I thought the actor was solid. That's kind of what it was for me. He's good at that. But it was just like, I don't know. There's so much. There's way too many characters. Yep. I don't care how good of a movie it actually was. There was zero emotional value I could give to anything because how am I supposed to like a character that has 20 different stories that none of them are lining up? You know what this movie was missing? It was missing a member of One Direction. What? <laughs> to bring them all together? No, because that that was the post credit scene. It was uh, Star Fox. Oh, played what? By One oh, Direction. right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Side note. 
Mid- is Star Fox Marvel now? Yeah, yeah. It was the, he predates the Nintendo Star Fox. There, there's two different Star Fox. Is there? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I looked. But it up. his outfit was the same as the Star Fox from the game. It's similar. Yeah. Oh, is it? I mean similar. I mean it was almost identical. Because <laughs> similar is he's a fox, yeah. and then it's on a he's human. Got his hair shaped like it. Yeah. There was actually a humanoid Star Fox character in uh, an F-Zero video game uh, with Captain Falcon, uh, James McCloud. But does Disney own – like, do they no. own? No, no, no. no. It's two different, two different Star Fox. So Foxes. it's completely different. Same name, different. Because I yeah. swear I was like, oh, okay. Because his partner, I was like, are they going to – are they about to make him – what's it, the, the, uh, the gerbil beer bear one? Because you know how there's four of them, right? There's yeah. the bird, the fox – uh, then there's like a the little toad, the rabbit, toad and the rabbit. Yeah. I thought they were gonna make him the rabbit. Yeah, no, and I was no, like, no, no, uh, no, this isn't connected. It's totally separate. Okay, this is this predates. I got the worried. I got yeah. worried because I was like, this is like, like uh, the duck, the duck at the end of the <laughs> Guardians. I was like, man, you're uh, just throwing him in there because you want to throw him in there. You're never gonna make him a character. Yeah. But anyways, so like, yeah, I guess I completely forgot about that one. Um. But it's it's there's too much because now even Kit's character is yep. getting black knight. he's getting a black knight so not blade. a single person in there because they left it with that blade yeah, yeah that was uh, honestly that was probably the best moment for yeah. me <laughs> same with Carnage right yeah. like I mean I'm, the post credit scenes it, it, the post credit scenes made the movies for me so yeah. I should stop going to see the movies yeah just go for the post credits and just watch the post credit scenes when the first one comes out on the weekend yeah but like. Was there any redeeming qualities about this movie for you? I mean, it looked great. It was super yeah. cool. The when the Celestial's nice. coming out, visuals, whatever. You have $200 million. Of course, it's going to look great. Yeah. But, like, what would you take away from this? As for, like, We can talk broader, obviously. Mar- MCU is kind of the conversation we're having. Yeah. But, like, what would you take away from this movie, Tom? Nothing, really. I just took away some extra calories and carbs from my popcorn. <laughs> That's how it should be at yeah. every movie, though, right? <laughs> but, like... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I wanted it. It looked and felt like it should be so good. Yep. But then just even how we were told the story of like, oh, you guys aren't even human. Yeah. You're not even like a creature. You're a you're robot. Like, yeah, you're space robots. Yeah. And then it was like, there was like that split between them when it was like everybody was having their values yeah. and whatnot. I was Eternal like, Civil War. I, I ju- it just didn't, nothing felt believable to me that like that's how it was happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just I couldn't take any of this seriously. Even their split when they were at the the Mayan, when they were like there and like the everybody's end, yeah. getting killed and whatnot. I was like, there's just something about this that just it just none of it's coming together for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if it was a five hour movie, maybe yeah, or a miniseries. Everyone keeps saying it should have been a mini should have been a miniseries. Yeah, hundred percent should have been, been way better. I think they probably like, maybe they were afraid it would have ended up like in humans. Because that was supposed to be a full show. And that, yeah. But the thing is, is, like, if you gave it to, to Chloe and told her, like, hey, we're going to – you gave us too much. Yeah. We're going to take this and we're going to put this on Disney+. Plus, yeah. And we're going to air it after Christmas with, when we're done Hawkeye. Yeah. Right? Boom. Like, boom. Done. Disney movie. Like, it doesn't even need uh, – Winter Soldier and, uh, and Falcon was only six episodes. Mm-hmm. So you could have easily probably taken all the extra stuff that she did – Give her those extra characters she wanted yeah. and make this a Netflix Disney streaming competition series. 
Coulda, shoulda, didn't. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. All I'm stuck on today is the fact that Charlie Cox was announced as Daredevil for hey, sure. He's back. So Spider-Man's going to get even better. And we're, this this <laughs> has now become a Marvel Spider-Man podcast. Um, the prelude for Far From Home. I mean, No Way Home. No Way Home. Uh, there's No Way Home. Any notes on the spoilers before we bring it back to everybody else? Bruce Willis was a ghost. <laughs> uh, too soon, Tom. Too soon. It's been over 20 years. Get over it. Welcome back, all of our non-spoiler friends. Um, but uh, where'd you go? You you missed out. Did you pull over? Did you, you missed you pause? out. Did you did you run over something? I don't know. I'm not gonna stop talking because Watch you're back the- and I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we're gonna finish it off then. Okay. Uh, me and Tom were talking about the spoilers, which you missed. So you should, uh, you know, probably go watch it and then come back and listen to this podcast again. Oh, twice. But Tom. All right. Six. Marvel, we're going to do this. We do this every time. Where does this fall in your Marvel ranking scheme? Six. Out of, like, Marvel movies. Yeah. Like a six in the Marvel both, movies. Both for Marvel and movies overall, six. Same thing. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it... Yeah. I'm going to give it a six overall. Okay. Like, as a movie. Yeah. Um. It wants to be more, but I think it's even a five in the Marvel movie. I think mm. I actually have it in my bottom, like, ten. Wow. In the Marvel Universe. Let me check my letterboxed. Because, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I I think I put it above um, above a couple movies, but... Thor, Ragnarok, Incredible Hulk. Just trying to think oh, that. Ragnarok's probably the best. Sorry, probably... not Ragnarok, The Dark World. Did I say Ragnarok? I was gonna, you said Ragnarok. Wow. Dark, dark. idiot. Scratch that from the record. Delete that, delete that, cut that, cut that, <laughs> rewind. Edit that out. Um, just pulling up where I think, but yeah, I think a six in the Marvel universe and a six in the overall is probably where I'm going to end up falling on this one. Um, but uh, I do have a list, and I think I put it. Where did I put it? I put it right above Ant Man Wasp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so I, I like that one better. I that's think. number twenty out of twenty nine. Wow. See, like I, the hard part was that. I liked Wasp better, yeah. but I think Eternals had more impact, more qualities mm. to it that make me think that it could have been better. More Whereas Ant Man, I think, was still too cookie cutter. <clears throat> yeah, right. It was like okay, like negative marks to Ant Man for being safe, yeah. plus marks to Eternals for being dangerous. But to put it into fact, the four that are ahead of it are. Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Avengers, Far From Home. Oh, you're putting TV shows in there. Well, single seasons. Right. Because they're not continuing. Yeah. So technically they're part of so it, you, right? You can't count Loki yet then. Uh, Loki. Or I, are you a Loki season? Loki, Loki is season. in there, but they announced it after that they're doing a second season. So mm-hmm. I'm now, like, I might remove it. Yeah. But I don't know. But out of curiosity, so for everybody here, this is how I currently have the MCU movies. Whether this. Go ra- from bottom up. Bottom up. So this is current as of December 6, 2021. Obviously, my taste and feelings have evolved. The way that we rank on this changes, obviously, episode to episode. But this is how I feel as of right now and where they are ranked. And this is a mixture of it's not just solely what I like or what I think is good. It's a mixture of I like it and I think it's good. Mm. Right? So it's personal and professional. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Thor Dark World. Okay. Number 29. Captain America, First Avenger. Oh. 
Hulk. Mm. Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, I have to rewatch yeah. because I think... I feel like it's better than 2. I think it's better than 2. Yeah. So that might swap. But my bottom list is kind of like they're going to be on the bottom. Yeah. They're, they're going to swap. It doesn't matter what order they're in. They're down. not really going to matter. Um, Captain Marvel. Mm. Black Widow. Falcon Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man Wasp. And the hardest thing about this is that I like everything. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I love Marvel movies. Yeah, you can find good in all of those. So it's like, yes, Iron Man 2 is pretty bad, and Ant-Man Wasp is, like, a lot better, but they're so close just because of, like, you know, that professional side comes out, too. Ant-Man Wasp was playing it safe. Iron Man 2 was still pretty early on in that cookie cutter. Yeah. And the villain is technically one of the best villains to come out in Marvel. Where is my bird? <laughs> yeah, where is my bird? Uh, Ant-Man Wasp, 21. Eternals, 20. Far From Home. Avengers, 1. WandaVision. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Avengers, Age of Ultron. Civil War. Ant-Man. That's a big personal one for me. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. This is now where I think that they they really are just like, these 10 are going to be my 10. Yeah. Um, Thor, mm-hmm. Loki, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Endgame, Infinity Wars number 5, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, which I said when uh, we did the podcast yeah. was going to be my top 5. Mm-hmm. It's in there. Uh, Ragnarok number 3, Black Panther, and then lastly, but firstly, Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. Wow. Right. Yeah. It's hard because like next week I could look at this list and easily swap out three or four of them. So it's a hard list. It's hard with Marvel movies. Like I get it, but like professionally speaking, I don't think there is a single Marvel movie except for Logan that actually ranks in my like best movies. Yeah. Like movie movies, movie movies. Yeah. I don't think there's a Marvel movie yet that has come into there Mm. because even guardians of the galaxy being as good as it was because of how early it is. The villain's still crap. Yeah. It still falls into that early cookie cutter, and it it's super fun, and that's what Chloe should have looked in for multiple characters. Yep. James Gunn, we saw it in Suicide Squad. He knows how to do lots of characters. Mm. Like, what we usually look at is going like, oh, Spider-Man 3, like, they failed because yeah. they had too much. Well, three villains. Ugh. It's like, okay, James Gunn takes that and goes, oh, too much? Well, then I'll show you how to do it. Yeah. Chloe, I think, just needed a little bit of one of those producers to come in and say, hey, look, look, you don't need to get rid of them, but you can't give them everything you're giving them. Mm-hmm. That being said, who knows? Eternals might move up or move down yeah. next week, but uh, we'll see. Time will tell. We'll cross this list later when we start making our uh, IMDb letterbox yeah. pages for I all of this, I need to make a list. Too. I've never made one with MCU. It'll, by the time this podcast <laughs> comes out, we'll uh, we'll be doing it. All right. Um. So, to finish it off, on our ratings, we both gave it a 6. Yep. Um, so, let's see what some of the other ratings are pulling out. So, we've got IMDb with 115,000 votes of 6.8. Oh. So, this is actually one of the lowest, one of the lower Marvel movies. Because no, normally, a Marvel movie comes in around 7 to 8 easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Metacritic, 52. Metacritic usually sits around 50 for Marvel movies. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes, though. We'll see another split. Audience, 78%, mm-hmm. which is not surprising. Yeah. It's only 10,000 uh, votes. Them Marvel fans. Critics gave it a 48, nice. which is rotten. It feels good because normally in the Marvel movies that are rotten, like yeah. in my eyes, they keep getting good critics. And yeah. I keep going like, 
am I what? like am I not seeing something? Yeah. This one I was like, okay, you saw it too. Like, okay. okay, we're good here. We're good here. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Uh, Roger Ebert, he's sitting on the fence, two out of four. Huh. Guardians, Guardian, two of five. Hmm. So like, critically, this isn't a critic movie. No. And I think there's just a piece that just didn't fit in there, uh, that maybe maybe might come out in the uh, extended or something. I don't know. Who knows? What's your final take on this movie, there, Tom? It was long. <laughs> too long. Too long. Too many characters. Too long. Too long. Too much to go through. And with that, we're going to finish up this long podcast. And we will be in your eternal mind forever. Thanks for dropping by. I'm Zach Esau. Tom Turner. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Cheers.